Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On HBCU Podcast, the only daily podcast covering HBCU sports, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Reggie Flood. You can find me on Twitter at rflood28, host of the longest running sports show in Louisiana, the Jaguar Journal. Host of the daily radio show, The Sports Report on WBOK in New Orleans and a proud HBCU alum. On today's episode, it's the zero to the fifth. The bands are in the building. And to talk about the bands, I have my guy, Garrett Edgerson, Edge One Entertainment, the media director for the Southern University Human Jukebox and the HBCU filmmaker and videographer of record. Garrett, welcome to Locked On HBCU Podcast. We're talking about the bands today, man. We're talking about the bands every Wednesday. That's what we do. Man, talk about talk about the bands. Talk about your experience uh, with, with, some of, with the bands and Zero Quarter and what made you really get into the videography and showing and showcasing the band. Man, what's up, Flood? I appreciate you inviting me on. Um, Hey, band is life. Life is band in my world. <laughs> hey, the zero, zero to the fifth. I love that. I love that. Because the zero, you know, the zero came in because the swag rules. And if people don't know the swag rules, the bands can't play during the game as much anymore. So um, to counteract that, the bands, the bands started to come in the, in the stadiums earlier. So most times if we're at home, we get in the stadium an hour before the kickoff starts. So you already know it's about to go down for a good 45 minutes until the team run out. And that that just that gave that gave bands a way to play their books instead of staying for a fifth. You know, the longer you stay out of game, the longer the lights on, is there's more money that athletics has to pay for the security to stay. So they started turning off the lights and it was just all kind of stuff going on. So that's why bands start to come um come early for the zero because of that reason. Yeah. Um bands, oh man, I love the zero. The zero is just you feel it coming. When I know for us marching down, marching from the barroom to the stadium, like, yeah, we about to get it on for sure. Yeah. Especially if it's Jackson State, you know, we, we, we don't <laughs> like Jackson State, but yeah. it's usually it's us and Jackson usually are the top two bands usually every year. Yeah. So that's our Super Bowl in a sense. Zero quarter is other than the football game, zero quarter is my favorite because I believe it sets the tone yeah. for yeah. the game. For sure. I, I honestly believe sure. that. And I, I, I'll tell you a story of when I realized this. And it's speaking about Jackson State. But back in, like, it was about 1999. And Southern and Jackson State were playing each other. They were the number one and two teams in the conference. Doc goes through his little, you know, how he goes through his Sousa warm-ups and stuff. The John Phillips Sousa warm-ups and all of that stuff. And he he plays like two songs, which is unusual for him. He usually goes through a whole myriad. He would usually go through a whole myriad of songs before he played one song. Right. And normally he would kick off with the fight song. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't know what it was. I think it was because it was Jackson State. Doc went through, he only did about two warm-up songs. And then all of a sudden 
He just said, he, you know, he gave the signal. Let hey, loose. He let loose. He, 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 he let loose. <laughs> he gave the signal. But it wasn't just what he, how he let loose. It was what he let loose with. Right. That was the first time he played. He, he started playing it. And it was the first time a lot of people had heard it at this time because it was a brand new song. And you heard. And the drums hit. And when those drums hit, you could hear the air go out of like you could literally hear the air go out of Jackson State side of the stadium. Because everybody was like, they are blowing hate me now on mm -hmm. us in our own stadium. In in zero quarter, and you could literally you could hear the Jackson State fans just gasp. And at that point, you knew it was over. Like from that point, you knew that they were not going to win the battle of the bands, the the football game. They nothing that took all of the air out of them. Just that one moment. And when when and when he played it, the fans initially didn't know what it was, and the team actually stopped warming up and turned around and looked at the band. Like, what are you playing? And when the drum line hit, it was just like, oh, goodness. And it was like Southern's crowd just went crazy. And that, I, and that was when I realized how powerful the band culture can be at HBCU. That was that moment. <laughs> yeah, bands bands can will teams on the victory. Like, people don't actually believe it until you actually see it. Bands can real life get the team back into a game. And I didn't seen it a few times here for sure. Yeah. Well, that was another thing with, with Doc Graves and Southern, which is, you know, I, I we want to talk about other bands, but we talk about that. That was another thing. Whenever Southern would get behind, Doc would always play It Ain't Over Till It's Over by Lenny yep. Kravitz. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and to bring that to bring that home, we played it at FAM last in 19 when we was down. I don't even know how much we was. We was losing in the seven, first quarter. Down yeah, it was something like that. And we <laughs> yeah. played it and we came back. Hey, yes. we lost the game, but we we came back. Came back and took the lead. I think it was 21-19 or something yep. like that. Yeah, yep. exactly. So, yep. Yeah, it, the bands play a, a heavy part in the culture, but not just at Southern, but at, at most HBCUs, the bands play such a, a part of the culture and – I don't think at other schools or outside of the HBCU culture, they really they realize how big like the band for for better or for worse, the band is almost as big as the football game in a lot of in a, at, at a lot of schools. You know, yeah. at the at the Blue Bloods, it, it, it mixes. You know, Grambling, Southern, FAMU, Tennessee State, Jackson State. There's a nice mix, but at some schools, people only come to see the band. Yep. You know, and, yep. and that's their choice. You I, know, like I, schools like Miles are like that. You know, Miles they people come see the band. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, and and that's a good choice. But you know what else? We celebrate the freedom of choice. Do you know Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate, just like the people are about their bands. If you don't know about the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. Ooh, and they got a new one out, limited edition Rocky Road. Hmm, I might have to try that, but you know what my favorite is? Everybody knows who listens to the podcast and listens to Locked On HBCU knows. Double chocolate. Cannot miss your boy. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. You know, you can check it out. Just 17 to 18 grams of protein in every bar. 
calories range from 130 to 180. It's only four or five grams of sugar in each bar and only four or five grams of net carbs for you watching your carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It. Man, you know, we talk about Southern and we talk about uh, the band culture, but outside of Southern, man, there are so many other good bands out there. You mentioned like last year, you mentioned like two in 19 going to Florida and them. Florida and them mm-hmm. is another legendary band. Yep. You know, talk about that. Talk about that band a little bit uh, and talk about, you know, the, the uniqueness of, a, say, a Florida and them band. Some people say FAM is the pinnacle of HBCU bands. Everybody says FAM is the, the, the top of the mountain for everybody else. Me, myself, I, I like FAM. Um, my first time seeing them was, um, was at the game. You know, well, at, it was the Battle of the Bands that year, but that was my first time seeing FAM. And I, Stam, FAM is very unique in how they do band. It's a mix between our style in the PWI style. So you it's something to get it's something you have to get used to, but they're unique. They're they're their own entity. I entity, I'll say that. Um I like fam. Most people like fam for the most part. Uh yeah, that's that's the the sudden in me is just like uh, uh why are you yeah. saying this about yeah. fam? But yeah, uh, fam fam is for sure one of the top five HBCU bands, period. Um, just on that side, it's Fam and Bethune. You know, you talk about your Florida bands. Um, they're like one and the same. Bethune goes about things different than Fam. But if you close your eyes, you'll be like, yeah, these are like the same bands. You know, um, but I like Bethune too. On that side, um, on that on the East Coast, but in going up the coast, you got Norfolk, you got North Carolina AT, even Howard. Um, at one point in time, Howard had a, a bomb band like oh man I, I didn't see some videos of howard and like yeah i'm going to howard just because of this band <laughs> video you know um yeah you know most time most time you don't we don't really get to being from down here you really don't get to see those bands on the east coast but when you do it's just like wow i didn't know y'all was doing this like this on this on this side of the country you know um i've i've seen um, North Carolina AT in person, and I was impressed. My first time seeing AT in, in person. I'm going to see Norfolk in three weeks for my, for the first time in person. Um, I've seen Bethune. I've seen the Spartan fam. Legion. Yeah, the Behold. Spartan Legion. I, hey, behold they, the green and gold. They'll, <laughs> <laughs> they'll come into the stadium with the with the um with the Spartan helmets on, and you be like, "What is this?" You know? Yes. So I, 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 for the most part, I like the East Coast bands. I just don't. It's too far away. I can't get there all the time. I need stuff to happen like this National Battle of Bands that's about to happen. That's bringing bands from every different part of the country to this one spot. Exactly, and you know we'll, we'll talk about that in the in the final segment. But you know, it, it's like you talk about FAMU. Uh, we talked about Norfolk State, Bethune Cookman. But Jackson State, some bands that go kind of under the radar. Jackson State has always been a very, uh, almost like a band's band. 
but they don't get the national recognition that say a Southern gets or a FAMU or even a Grambling for that matter. Yeah, that's right. That's, I, I would, I would wholly agree with you. Um, you got other bands like a solid, solid program that I would say is real is Tennessee state and Tennessee state doesn't get as much yeah. love as these other bands on the national level. You know, they might do yeah. stuff here and there, but to me, man, Tennessee state has a program and they, and it's been there. They've been consistent. And I just, you just don't see enough of Tennessee state because they're in the, um, what conference are they in? The big they're in the Ohio Valley. Yeah, that one. They're <laughs> in the Ohio Valley. So they don't see anybody besides Jackson state. You know, they play that game every year. But other than that, you don't see them. Yes. And see, that's just adding to the atmosphere. You hear the band literally practicing in the background. (laughs) Hey, it's it's all all night is all right. That's what that's what Mr. Taylor says. All night is all right. We we practice for results. That's right. You got to get it right. You got to can't let the tiredness overtake you (laughs) at all. Not one bit. And, and and that's the thing. Talk about that. People don't really understand how hard these bands work to give them that project for the people to see that product on the field on Saturdays. People don't. We're in band camp mode right now. So band camp is all day. When I mean all day, I mean get up at six, go eat for seven, be in a band room at eight o'clock. You're in a band room from 8 a.m. until... 1130 at night every day until school start just getting ready going over songs learning what we do um field shows all that people just don't see that you know the football team might practice two hours a day while the band practice seven hours in a day and that's every day learning music learning shows the whole the whole nine and it's just it's it's an experience to actually see it but it's a, an experience to actually do it yeah and I, I i do it on the other side i'm not actually in the band but i'm still i'm over media so i still have stuff to do so i'm out here like right now i'm out here and i've been here all day so yeah, yeah it's it, it's uh, it's crazy it's for sure crazy but t- like even the band culture is so big that there are schools that don't even have football teams that have bands. Talladega. <laughs> Talladega, like Talladega, Talladega University in Alabama. Talladega does not have a football team. They only have about maybe a thousand students at the most, but they have a 200 member band. It's two or sometimes 300 people. member band. It's, yeah, it's close to 300 people, and they have a, yes, <laughs> yes, they for sure, since 2000, they started their band in 2013. Um, um, Dr. Miguel Vine started his band and he just started grabbing people. And you would like, you would think this school in the middle of Alabama, you would like, how did you get this many people to come to this school? Yes. And he, and he did it. He did it. He did. And the band makes up a, 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 a about a, not quite half of the student body. Of the of the school, but they make up a large portion of the student body of Talladega. I always and, say they and, are. And the they, yes, and they don't have a football team, but they have a marching band. That's how big band the marching sport is. Band is 
And zero to the fifth, they play zero the fifth. They just don't do halftime. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do halftime. They got to do them. If they get invited to these battle of the bands, they got to do a field show. So they oh, do that too. So the rules have changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know yeah. what rules don't change? Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info from all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game. As the teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Promo code locked on. Yes, the rules have changed. So now, even bands like Talladega have to do field shows. This. Is something that a lot of people might not know, but people within the culture of HBCUs know there's literally a battle of the bands happening before football season. And then they have a huge battle of the bands that happen after football season. Talk about those battle of the bands in particular. There's one coming up in Houston. Talk about how those came about and how much, how big they are, how important they are to band culture. So in about three weeks, we have the National Battle of the Bands. So what the National Battle of the Bands was, it was a battle of the bands in Charlotte, North Carolina, that they decided to do before the season, just so everybody can see these bands. Um, so it moved from Charlotte to Houston. This will be the second time it's in Houston, where you got the top, the top eight bands in the country Um doing field shows and playing in the stands the week before the season starts, man, it's just, it, it's, it's going to be an amazing event. Um, in my opinion, this battle of bands is the top battle of bands you can go to because you get everything that you want. You get the, you get the bands playing in the stands and you have, and you get the bands on the field doing field shows. So this this battle of bands is the number in my opinion the number one battle of bands. And at the end of the season, you have the Honda battle of bands, which is always in Atlanta where they do just field shows. But they market the Honda battle of bands as a weekend. It's a weekend experience that you have to come to Atlanta. You can go to the bowling stroll and see KK Psy and Tall Beta Sigma stroll. You know, you do stuff like that. There's a college fair. Um, yeah, and Honda Honda is also big in itself. It doesn't have the stand aspect of bands playing in the stands, but you get that field show experience. Um, they do the same thing. They actually make people vote. while they let people vote for who they want to be, who they want to be in that battle of bands. Unlike oh, wow. national, oh, wow. they just pick. But Honda, you actually have to vote. And your students like. I say a few years ago, Talladega actually got voted in to go to Honda. And that was like the second time they actually had to do a field show. So it gives everybody a chance, even the small schools. You know, if you a uh, small school like Savannah State, if Savannah State wanted to be in it, you get your school behind you and they vote for you to be in Honda. Um, so, yeah, so they both come back this this year. So we got, like I said, three weeks away from the National Battle of Bands. Then the Honda is usually 
the week before the Super Bowl, that weekend right before the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Okay. And how many people – talk about how many people that those those battles draw because, they, I mean, they draw significant crowds. You're, you're talking um, in Houston, Reliant. You, you're thinking 60,000 people. Uh, Merced, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in, in, um, in Atlanta, you're the same thing, 60,000 people for sure. Like the stadium, will, you walk out the tunnel and you be like, man, what <laughs> all this is is slamming up enough on for both of them? That 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 is amazing that that many people show up for for those events, and it you know and it, it's a whole like we talk about we we want to have that as part of the show because it's a whole culture surrounding those the the, the bands. In your opinion, give me the if if I was somebody who didn't know anything about the bands. And you wanted to give me five bands to say, go watch these bands and they'll give you a, a, a very good view, or overview of the culture. What bands would you name? Southern Jackson State, FAM, uh, North Carolina A&T, and just because the name rings a bell, Grammy. For yes. sure. Yes. Those yeah. are my five, for sure. Yeah. And, and it's funny because you know, in, in band culture, the band culture is such a harsh culture when it comes to critiques. It is like what other people might see outside of the culture might recognize as being great or being good. In the band culture, they will tell you, oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, such a, it's, it's such yeah, a straightforward, sure. hard, harsh culture. But the people are passionate about it. I don't care where you go. What what HBCU at? They're usually passionate about their bands. What's your sleeper band? What's the band that's really good that nobody no, really knows about? Sleeper band that's good that nobody really knows about. Uh, ooh, that's hard. That's a hard one. Uh, I would say the normal person wouldn't know how good Miles College is. You know, you might have a band head that's, that'll be like, yeah, Miles has been good X amount of years, but the normal person will be like, who? Who? Until they see that, they they close to 200 people too. Until they see that 200-piece Miles College band come out, come in the stadium and be like, oh, okay. So I would say Miles, for sure. So you took my surprise. You stole my thunder. That was my <laughs> band. I was... That was going to be, that's my sleeper band, man. Miles College. I've seen, I've literally been to Miles and watched them perform before. That was going to be my sleeper band. My other sleeper band is a, a band we talked about earlier, the uh, the Spartan Legion. Right. That, that The Spartan Legion. I, I think they're a very good band. I, another band that I think is good, in, in that's a sleeper, but they never go anywhere, so nobody knows, it's Prairie View. I think they have a pretty good band. <laughs> you don't agree, huh? <laughs> uh, shout out to Dr. Zachary. He is a Southern University um grad. Um, yeah, uh PV, uh mm, mm. they travel. They actually do well, they come here. I know they come here for sure. Yeah, they come to Southern, uh, but they don't travel. <laughs> they they're one of the reason I say that they're another one of those bands that's kind of a combination of the HBCU. And the marching, um, the marching performance bands, the bands that you see in the in the the the, the 
marching contest. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, yeah the DCI band. You're talking about yeah, DCI. Yeah, yeah, the D they're they're uh they're kind of a combination of both of them. They do some things in for formation wise and on the field that you don't normally see from HBCU bands. That's I should I, I that's why I say that they I should say that they're unique. Is yeah, that to me they're like they're the North Carolina ANT of the swag. That's who most people compare them to, North Carolina ANT, because they about yeah. what and what they do about the same thing. Yeah, just in the swag. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I get you. I tell you what, Edge man, it's it's been great having you on. Been a lot of fun, and I, I look we, I, we we every Wednesday we're going to be doing zero to the fifth here on the Locked On HBCU podcast. And hopefully we can have you uh, back on the show to talk about uh, the HBCU band culture, because I love it. I want to do this week to week to feature bands and be able to pick out, look at videos that you guys do and pick out who did the best performances and break the band performances down like like they do oh, a football like, game. You know, film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, you can for sure do it. You can for sure. We're going to start <laughs> three weeks. In three weeks, you're going to start seeing clips everywhere. Yes. Yeah. That's so I'm looking forward to that, man. And I want to thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Garrett Edgerson, Edge One, the the videographer of record for HBCU bands. He doesn't want me to say that, but heavy <laughs> is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> so you can check with Garrett. Tell the people where they can find your, your, your videos and where they can follow you at social media. Uh you can follow me on everything, the Edge One, D-A-E-D-G-E-1 uh, videos. You can go on YouTube, same thing, the Edge One, or Human Jukebox Media on YouTube. And don't forget, we're here every day talking about HBCU sports, sports culture, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and tune in for the best exclusive and real coverage of HBCU sports here on Locked On HBCU.